Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm going to try that again. Are you saying hi to me or hi to them? I guess I, guess I was just saying hi <laughs> as a thing to say to start something. Um, so, hi. Uh, welcome to Nerd Critic, a production of Real Contender. Yes. I'm Jordan. And I am CJ. Uh, today we're talking about Deadpool 1, also just known as Deadpool. Not Deadpool 2 that's coming out, what is it, like the 18th? Yeah, May, May 18th. May 18th. Which is pretty quick. It's pretty quick and also was the day that my baby was supposed to be born. Oh. It was the actual due date. If that happened, you would have had to have named him Wade. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As um, it is, it, it may be the first movie that we bring him to. Oh. Because he'll be like three weeks old, and you can you can take a three-week-old newborn to a movie if you bring noise-canceling headphones. I didn't know that. I so I think I, we might do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be quite the story to tell him when he's older. Yes. Like the first movie you technically went to was, was Deadpool 2. <laughs> yes. It's very possible. It'll be either be that or Solo. But I mean, he very he very well might be the youngest person to yeah. ever watch a Deadpool that that rated R of a movie. <laughs> yeah. I I I feel I feel like we probably should just you know because it just does come out on his due date. I yeah. feel like yeah. You That's know. Fine. Yeah. Anyway, so. So we're cool. talking about Deadpool. It is an Deadpool. old movie. Um, yes, but a couple years. Obviously, yeah, we you know we can we can say we're talking about it because Deadpool two is coming out, but that should be obvious. People are just I think yeah. the real thing is people are going to be thinking that we're going to talk about Deadpool two, but we're not. We didn't not see yet. it early. Not we yet. haven't seen it. Yes, we're going to talk about Deadpool two once we see it after it's released because we're not cool enough yet to see movies before they come out. That's true. But maybe one day. One day. Once again. Uh, Leave a review on this podcast. <laughs> um, Perfect segue. Uh, okay, so CJ, I have a little bit of a, I have I have a, um, I guess a conception of why Deadpool is important, but like I I, I believe I I have a, a sense of it of why Deadpool is important as a movie, but I think you know more about why it's important. Yeah. So I want you to lead this part of the conversation. Okay. Why is Deadpool important? Well, do you want to talk about why it's important to the movie industry or like within culture itself? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> you choose. Okay, well, cause, so somewhat of the, the story behind how Deadpool got made. So did you see Wolverine Origins? Uh, yes, so yes. Wolverine's uh-huh. kid, Sabretooth is his brother, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah, that movie. and it Deadpool takes place is in Canada. this really unfortunate kind of flub yes. of a character. And it's Ryan Reynolds, yeah. right? So he, and like the wise talking, I mean, it's Ryan Reynolds. Everyone was really excited about it. So and then excited. everyone was really disappointed about it. Um, not, it's, it was like almost offensive, right? So <laughs> for comic book fans and especially Deadpool fans, it was like, I mean, it was like making Spider-Man or Superman evil, you know? Like, it was just so, oh, it just it was heart-wrenching. Uh, and, and, and then Ryan Reynolds went and played Green Lantern, which is also infor- <laughs> unfortunate. So, One of the worst comic book movies so bad. ever made. So you, so you kind of hit this time in Ryan Reynolds, like, not only, like, superhero pass, but kind of just his career in general – where it was like, you know he's talented, you know he's charming, he's a good-looking dude, he can act. What is happening? Where, what, like, what's going on? So he actually, 
really fell in love, Ryan Reynolds really fell in love with the character of Deadpool and saw what I think everybody else saw where it was like, I, I am made to play this character. So he actually um, put together and shot like test footage so that he could pitch it to Fox. And uh, so he made it, he showed it to him, nothing, nothing ever happened. It was like four years that oh nothing gosh. happened. And uh, somebody... Somebody. He when every time he says somebody, he puts it in air quotes. Nobody knows if it was actually him or not. <laughs> but every time. Um the the footage, that test footage got leaked online and people went nuts. <laughs> Loved it. Less than twenty-four hours after that, that footage was leaked, the movie was greenlit. <laughs> it took less than twenty-four hours. There's a story. So um yeah, so he he jumped on board. I mean, Ryan Reynolds was so involved. I think he's credited as a producer on it, and he helped write it. Like he he was a uh, kind of a script kind of overseer. Um, sure. He did. I don't think he actually did much of the actual writing, but he 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 helped consult on it uh, quite a bit. Um, not to mention, so much of the movie is not him not written like he's just being Ryan Reynolds. So the guy was like really, really heavily involved in it. So it was relatively a low budget, like especially when you're, I mean, especially looking at Infinity War and some of these MCU Yeah, what movies. was the budget for Infinity War? Wasn't, wasn't like $200 billion or something? <laughs> something. <laughs> they, in they, that they, ballpark. They've lost $198 billion on it. <laughs> uh, it felt that way. God. Uh, but no, so I mean, I, I'm not sure the exact number for Deadpool, but it was relatively low budget. To the point that they had to, like, write around it. And, like, because Deadpool should, one of his powers is, like, uh, uh, like transporting. What's the word? Teleporting. Teleporting um, just from place to place. Like, he can do that. But they couldn't, they couldn't afford to do those effects in mm. the movie. So it was, like, never addressed. It just, like, was... I, I think potentially it'll be in Deadpool 2. Like, maybe he'll discover that he can do it. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what they're going to do with it. Well, but like, hold, we'll hold on to that conversation until the end of the podcast. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Like, De- uh, Cable was also supposed to be in the first Deadpool. Oh. Uh, but they couldn't afford it. Sure. So, I mean, so many things. So it was kind of – not kind of. It was extremely impressive that they made the movie they did – based off of the constraints that they had. You were talking about how they wrote around the low budget, and I remember somebody told me that the scene where he... Oh, spoiler alert, by the way. Once again, don't listen to this podcast if you haven't seen Deadpool. Let's repeat that. Don't listen to this podcast if you haven't seen Deadpool. It seems so... Just it's silly. moronic to say, right. but, but you have you to. You gotta say it. Yeah. Because yeah, we're we're if you haven't seen it, we're about to ruin all of it for yeah. you. Okay, so that said. Um so there's that scene near the end. It's like right before the third and like the climax, mm-hmm. the third act, where uh he's like realizes he left his duffel bag full of munitions yeah. <laughs> in the taxi. And uh somebody it, had told me it was partly because they needed to do it a slightly different way to save money, and that many guns meant certain things that they couldn't afford. Totally. Or something. Make, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, even the characters that they chose. I mean, Colossus is a relatively big X-Man. Sure. Um, he was in he was in like the original X-Men trilogy, but like kind he's not like extremely well known. And then the the subatomic 
ultra something teenage something something <laughs> that character like no one's ever heard of that character and i think it's because they have to some like the fox technically owns x-men but they do have to pay oh yeah because they have to pay marvel to you so sure. they chose like these random <laughs> cheap. random cheap x-men bargain basement <laughs> yeah yes so uh, yeah i mean so many things that i i don't know i was just really I remember seeing that preview and being really excited about it and not seeing it in the theater because I try and be a little bit – I try and be aware of the kind of content that I consume. And Deadpool is a hardcore, hard-rated R. Uh, so it was one of those that when I saw it, I hated that I loved it so much. <laughs> Filled with, just, filled with all kinds of cognitive dissonance. Oh man, it's such a <laughs> such a funny movie. I mean, just Ryan Reynolds in general. I can watch like interviews with Ryan Reynolds all day, just because it's like watching Deadpool. He's just that's who he is naturally. So he fit into the role so well. So they took some risks. Um, they they mitigated their risk by not spending a lot of money, but they also did decide to make it a hard a hard R. Um, they weren't going to pull any punches, so to speak. Yeah. Um, they knew that they could. Or scrub any blood, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, so, what were they successful, though? I mean, I mean, there is a sequel, so. I mean, well, define successful, right? It grossed higher than any rated R movie before it, so that's successful. Uh, it was critically ex- well received, that's successful. Ryan Reynolds got nominated for a Golden Globe. That's successful. So, yeah, I would say that it's successful. Is it the most unique story? No. I mean, it's a pretty pretty regular, you know, damsel in distress kind of story. Sure. But... I, you know, so... Um, so, I... I yes. I, obviously, a tongue-in-cheek question. Was it successful? It was incredibly successful. Um, I don't know very many people who've seen it and didn't like it. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's incredibly successful on pretty much every level. I want to personally talk about um, the uh, the style because I, I don't think I've ever seen – and when I, I, want, I, want to, I want to use this, the word successful in an artistic sense here. I don't think I've ever seen that style used so successfully, the sort of um, uh, extremely self-aware. Uh, it's Extremely. Extremely. Yeah. And, and yeah. so I, w- and I want to talk about why that worked. So well, um, because it maybe shouldn't have, <laughs> and it yeah. wouldn't have if it wasn't done so smartly. And one of the smart, smart things that they did is that the first thing, the first thing you see on screen is breaking the fourth wall. So like the title sequence. Do you remember oh, the title yeah, sequence? Totally. Yeah. So the first thing it's like we we're we're in this place where, like within the within the first few seconds of the movie, the movie is talking to you. Yeah, and um, and that that's not not that Deadpool is the first film to ever do that, but the fact that they were employing those tools so early and so well, and it was really funny. Like all the jokes landed, so it was funny. really funny, yeah. and that the whole thing is just set up um, so that within the first few seconds of the movie and the first few minutes, you know exactly what this movie is doing on every level. Yeah, and um, and so that that what that does is that buys them the opportunity to just shatter the fourth wall. All the way through, which is just fantastic. So, yeah, and yeah. it was it was they had to commit to not pulling punches, not only with like violence and gore and things, but like nothing was off limits. Sure. Right? Like within a few minutes of the movie, Deadpool 
like says, I know what you're thinking. Whose balls did we have to fondle to get this movie made? <laughs> I mean, there, that it couldn't be more self-aware. Yeah. And yeah. then he says, I'll give you a hint. It rhymes with Schmolverine or whatever. <laughs> so it like immediately makes fun of. And like even the title sequence that you're talking about when it says producers, right? Mm-hmm. So producers are the people – you know, to quote unquote respect, right? They have the money, they make the decisions, they're yep. at the top of the food chain. It, I don't know what it calls them. It's something like a bunch of douchebags or something <laughs> like that. Like it's so, it just is immediately kind of mean, but like, but, but make, I don't know. It, it's the fact that they didn't pull the punches in the comedy at all. There was nothing that was off limits. And the only way that I think it was going to work was if they ha- if they could push it as far as they could think of. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, the, the worst thing they could have done, because that would have essentially been um, uh, failing to deliver on a, on a promise. So if you are if you are um, if you are signaling to the audience that you're about to push boundaries, you have to push boundaries. Yeah. Like you, if you're if you're saying everything's on the table, then you better put everything on the table. Yeah. It would um, be hypocritical if they didn't. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know that. So that's that. That is so important. That is so important. And it's something that um, it, uh, it's, it takes two things. It takes being aware of how important that dynamic is. You cannot promise something that you don't deliver on, and you have to also be able to deliver. Um, and one of the things that Deadpool promises within the first few minutes is it it's promising to be smart. And it's promising to be smarter than you expect mm-hmm. all the way through. So then it has to actually be smarter than you expect all the way through, which I think for the more part it is, um, which is really impressive. So it, it goes to show not only how sort of savvy the writers and producers were of that movie to um, how important the dynamic is, but also to their talent in being able to pull it off. Yeah. Um, which is just amazing. Yeah, it's really interesting because the the birth of Deadpool, um, so Deadpool is essentially kind of a spoof off of a DC character. So the DC character of Deathstroke um, it, it looks so similar. It doesn't have the abilities, but like shoots guns, use swords. And then... Marvel just made like a joke version and the 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 con the the construction of the character as a spoof off of it had to be the fact that they made it self-aware of its birth <laughs> it just makes perfect sense the yeah. way that they did it like there is in um when you talk about nothing is off the table there is a there's a comic line um, with Deadpool, one of the stories where Deadpool wants to be like the only comic, he wants to be the only thing written. So he goes, he jumps out of his comic book and goes to n- other novels and like kills classic characters. Like he kills like Joan of Arc and he kills Huckleberry Finn and he kills Moby Dick and he just goes slaughtering. And as he does it, um, he starts to disappear and it like has kind of a throwback on um, Back to the Future. Oh, sure. Where, you know, he's killing the histories of, of novels, thus his character would never have been born. <laughs> and so, like, what? Very clever. <laughs> that, yeah, it's clever. But, like, it makes no, like, that, what? That doesn't make, that doesn't fit comics at all. Yeah. Uh, so since the beginning, this character has has done any and everything like nothing literally nothing is off limits if he can jump out of his comic book and go kill moby dick what can't he do sure and so i the fact that the movie 
promised that and delivered on that on the budget that they had was extremely impressive. I mean, it was still a spectacle, right? Yeah. Like the whole that whole freeway scene where the call the car is crashing and it couldn't have been very cheap to film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's to say low budget is you know relative, but but still, I mean, it was it was impressive. Yeah, it was extremely extremely impressive, and uh, I I didn't love. And maybe this is a refrigerator refrigerator logic. Is that what you called it? Yeah, yes. Uh, where I Good didn't job. realize it until after the movie. But the whole damsel in distress thing, like it wasn't it wasn't original like at all. And I do wonder if that was them kind of playing it safe, making sure that they took the structure of a of a story that they know makes money because they took risks nearly everywhere else. So there is some forgiveness for me. Um, but I would have loved because the character of Deadpool doesn't doesn't fit. He's he doesn't he's not politically correct, right? He sure. is no Superman. So the fact that they have a, a damsel in distress, I would like to have seen a strong female, like more like more of an active female. Yes, yeah, because yes. she's a good character. Yeah, and she does she somewhat fight back, but, but she doesn't have a lot. They don't give her a lot to do. Yeah, and that actress is great, and she's totally. she does a great job. Um, She's incredibly likable and very dynamic, but yeah, they don't give her a ton to do. And I would have loved to see and to see the dynamic between her and Deadpool, and and you know we'll get to this. Hopefully, we see it more in yeah. the second one. Um, but I, I yeah, it, or not necessarily even her, but like put. And I guess you had a strong female villain mm-hmm. who like just took out Colossus. You know, I don't know. I just it felt like there was there was that dynamic missing of like the, the yeah. woman that you can root for. It seems. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk a little more about that when we talk about our expectations for Deadpool too. But I, it it should be. I think it's it's worth pointing out that as successful as Deadpool was on so many levels, it the story was a little bit weak. Yeah. Um. And and it was weak. It, I and I'm not sure that I got the sense that that the writers sort of understood the weaknesses that they were kind of baking into the story. Mm-hmm. Um. And like one of the I think I'm always going to be bothered um, by the fact that the primary emotional stakes for the main character are that he's afraid he's not pretty enough for his yeah, girlfriend. super shallow. Um, and so that's like, you know, his his like vain insecurities basically turn turn him into like a sociopathic vigilante. Um, but if you've always he, looked like Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> I mean. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like I get. You know, and because because he starts off as like a kind of a cavalier contract killer, I think we you know that mitigates sure. the, the the problem a little bit, and sure. we kind of we buy the arc. Especially when you're sitting and watching the movie, you're like, no, yeah, I'm I I get it, I'm there. You're not like thinking this is so stupid, but like there's there is an, an inherent shallowness um, to everything, to all of the proceedings. Um, what it, so and this was actually so when I finished watching the movie for, for the first time I was a little bit late to the party I, I didn't see it like in the theaters I saw it I think just like a few months later um, I like rented it and I was like this is great um, but my primary complaint was um, it seemed like a movie that was tr- that thought that it was targeting adult comic book fans like quote unquote mature comic book fans people who were you know too grown up for like the other PG thirteen you know fair. When in reality, all it was doing was more effectively marketing to, like, teenage boys. Like, that's, that, that's, that's what it was doing. Yeah. So, like, this is a movie that is the most successful for a 13-year-old boy. Like, 
absolute most successful. Um, because that's the, that, the you know, the, the, the teenage boy demographic is going to be the one that thinks, oh my gosh, this movie, I, this, is, this is the mature adult comic book movie I've been waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and in reality, the, you know, the, the jokes and the plot and everything is catered so, so well to a very juvenile mindset. Yeah, and, I, and it's not that I don't have, I mean, I am that teenage boy in some ways still. You know, I, I, it's not that I don't enjoy it. It's that I, I, I wondered a little bit whether they thought they were sort of creating something for a more mature crowd, when in reality they were just doing something way more successfully for a crowd that wanted it. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder if they were thinking 13-year-old boy, or if they, because the way that I saw it was, this movie is marketed, this movie makes superheroes cool to the frat boy. Is kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, and but I mean, not to be disparaging. Well, to be disparaging, what is the frat boy? But yeah, uh, okay, you know, a twenty-something a, a version of a teenage boy. Yeah, that like makes it's, sense. It's the it's the Arrested Development, right? Yeah. Like failure to launch. <laughs> you are, yeah. you are still in your mother's basement, like that kind of person. You know, I don't. And once again, I'm not saying that it's not good and it's not fun and it's not a blast, but it's not mature. And that, totally. that's a really important point. And I feel like a lot of people, um, or it was, it wanted to be, or maybe thought it was a little bit like, this is, we're, like, we know what's going on. Like, yeah. this is this is a more mature, like, we're not this sort of the, ju- yeah, this isn't the juvenile comic book movie that you've, that you've experienced so far. Um, anyway, so that's, that, that would be a. It was my complaint, still is, probably will continue to be. Yeah. But then again, I don't know whether or not um, it's a real complaint. Because, like, you know, you got to take a thing on its merits. you got to take a thing on what it's trying to do. And I don't know that it's trying to be mature. It's just trying to be funny yeah. and, like, good. And it is. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's interesting. I, um, I, I get frustrated. We've talked about, like, film criticism and – how people who, who think that they're good critics uh, don't take something for what it's what it is, exactly. what it's supposed to be, right? Like, yeah. I'm not going to criticize Inception and Cars 3 the same way. Yeah. Uh, and, and so Deadpool, it did feel like it was trying to be, because in my opinion, a, a mature, an adult mature superhero movie uh, is Iron Man 3. Sure. It talks about, you know, PTSD and and the relationships and how it affects the relationship and like how yeah. you um, you know that you're you're stuck on something that is is bad for you and hurts your relationships but you can't help but give it up because it defines you right like the, yeah. the themes in that movie are a lot more mature yeah uh, Deadpool was de- definitely didn't really have those themes the theme was I guess love <laughs> <laughs> which is defined in the in the movie is basically just an incredibly vital sexual relationship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, like, if and if you think about it from the perspective of a uh, an immature adult man or a regular mature teenage boy, that's what that's love what is. It is yeah. Love is unending I mean, passionate it, sex. It did come out on Valentine's Day. It did come so. out on Valentine's Day, <laughs> um, and you know, and it's not. It is not an ineffective romantic story. Um, but it is it is a very shallow romantic story. Yeah. And I'd like to see it deepen a little bit. And for one, I, I would like to, to defend myself a little bit as far as like casting a little bit of shade on the thematic shallowness of this movie. Um, there are, you know, Judd Apatow is really, really good 
at creating content that appeals to immature audiences, but but sort of bakes in mature yeah. themes. It like in- inceptions you to care about stuff. Yes. Yeah. Like Superbad blew me away when I finally saw it. I was like, oh, this movie is super crass, super juvenile, and at the end has a really grown-up thing to say. Yeah. And it's really cool. Knocked and I'm up. like, yeah, knocked Same up. Thing. Yeah. He's kind of does it over and over again. Yeah. And um and I and I kind of so I kind of want like I'm like, "Hey Judd. <laughs> what like what, what do you think we could sneak into Deadpool? Because <laughs> I want to see a really cool thought. I want to see something. That's and I think that's when I when I finished Deadpool, I was like, man, I just had so much fun. Also, I'm kind of disappointed because yeah. I really wanted to see something that like was like a little more complex than you were expecting. Like, oh, oh, that's that's kind of a good point, you know? Yeah. And the kind of a good point is not like. It's okay that your face is messed up. Like, like okay, I you know I'm back in grade school. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you I, know. I I wonder though if like people listening who love Deadpool, Deadpool's never been that. Yeah. Would it be a betrayal? Would it would it elevate the art or elevate the entertainment to do that, or would it be a betrayal to? That's a great question. That's a character. really good question. Yeah. Um, I, I I honestly want to hear the answers to that question because um, I'm not familiar enough with the franchise, and it's very possible, even maybe even likely, that that would be a betrayal. Yeah. That like getting getting to be to a like slightly more mature place and deal with like a slightly more complex theme, you know would be a betrayal. However, I think that there's something you could say for possibly um, bringing some of that self-awareness magic into that equation. Yeah. The I, fact that maybe Deadpool says, like, maybe we should, but we're not going to. Yeah. You know, and not, not obviously that he would say that, but that that would be something that is communicated with the... Because it's so sophisticated in the way it does self-aware things in so many other dimensions. Like, yeah. I want... I kind of want this to be addressed, too. You know? Yeah, I do wonder a theme that I would love to see in it that they could make mature but still fit with the character really well would be the idea of what's behind the the psychological need to cover all pain up with humor. Yeah, because because Ryan, you know, Deadpool does that. Yeah, um, and, and it that, almost and that's seems, like a real that's like a real that's a real thing. thing. In life. That's a real thing. So you could really you could that, that and all you really would need and and this is the this is the thing is that all you would really need is to have that like um, suggested in some interesting way. Yeah, and 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 then it would be out there. And then it would affect all the other things that you were seeing. And so maybe that would be a problem and maybe that would make people hate it and they'd be like, that's not why I'm here. Yeah. But um, I think that it would be – I think it would be totally appropriate. Um, this is coming from somebody who's not a comic book fan. I didn't know about Deadpool until the movie came out, just yeah. like many superheroes. I didn't I didn't know. Um, yeah, I, I realize I'm sorry. Deadpool is not a superhero. I get it. Antihero. Whatever. <laughs> comic book character. Um, anyway – I just I think that, that that's actually a great idea, CJ. Yeah. I think you should write to somebody. You should, <laughs> um, because that's a that is a very real thing. Um, ne- the need to cover up all pain with humor. Because um, I mean that is it, it, that is his character. Deadpool is the giant example of that. Yeah. Where, I mean, he was dealing with cancer. Mm-hmm. He was dealing with like a last ditch effort to save his life. Then he was dealing with being kind of ugly. Yeah. And then and then then that which. I don't know. That kind of undermined, like the whole cancer thing. The cancer thing worked really was, well. Worked really well. It was really beautiful. And then he used humor to cover it up, and yep. but he was actually hurting. And then the the whole image thing. 
which like I don't know it, he it, if he went to those extents to like save himself and like it didn't it wouldn't matter that you were that ugly like yeah. you are alive <laughs> I don't know that's fine um, yeah that's that's interesting I wonder so this is a good segue into expectations of Deadpool two do we want to see that in Deadpool two because I do wonder if they can like that's a tough balance to yeah. have this sophisticated self aware while sneaking in something that that can be a little more a little more substance in in the 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 longer kind of as I leave the theater, what am I thinking about kind of thing? Well, so here's what's happening culturally with Deadpool um, and why and why it's so awesome, frankly, is that it's it's communicating to a part of our um, psychology and you could, it, it's partly demographical, but it's partly, you know, part of anybody within a certain age range is going to have some of this in them. We are all a little bit jaded um, and it's hard to take things seriously uh, in in some ways, Deadpool is one of the most hipster movies ever, because <laughs> it's it's so like it's so isn't willing to have a serious conversation, yeah. which is fair, because very often serious conversations are just veils for a sales pitch, and um, and Deadpool is like I am selling you fun, so here buy some fun. Yeah. The end. Yeah. And like and I think that's pretty great. So but there's this. Um, there's this, and I'd be very, I'd be very curious to see how Deadpool two handles this because it seems like um, they're they're trying to build build sort of the anti X Men you know team right mm-hmm. like oh here's a team of non heroes doing an important thing yeah um, and it's it'll be very interesting to see how they handle that um, especially in the context of infinite X Men movies <laughs> there have been just so many X Men movies and there are still. There's still another one coming out. If you don't include Logan, there are, I think, exactly 1.5 good X-Men movies. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, wait, so why why wouldn't we include Logan? I'm saying if you don't include... If you include Logan, there are 2.5. Wait, um, so but Logan is, Logan is, like, barely an X-Men movie. That's why I say if you don't include Logan. Because it, it's, it's... I mean, it it's is. about an X-Man, but it's not like... It's, but, I mean, it's not like the other X-Men movies. It is definitely not like the other so movies. Many, yeah. There are so many. And it was, can we talk about the fact that the only reason Logan was made was because was because of was, Deadpool, yeah, yeah it absolutely. It was so successful. Yeah. yeah. We probably so, won't do an episode on Logan unless there's a huge demand for it. But, yeah, it yeah. would be well, worth what's talking the, about. What's the, what's the other one? X-Men 2? X-Men 2. Yeah. Okay. X-Men 2. I, and then the point five would be pieces of all the other movies. <laughs> totally. So, yeah, because I enjoyed Days of Future Past. You enjoyed it, but but have you gone back and watched it again? Uh, I've maybe seen it twice. Do I need to look at it through yeah. a critical? It doesn't lens? hold up, man. Oh, it doesn't man. hold up. That sucks. And it, there's a, there's a lot there's a lot wrong with those movies. And but, but the reason I brought that up, the, one of the things that's wrong with all of the X Men movies, all of them, with the exception of X Men Two, um, which is just really good. <laughs> it's just a really well made movie. Yeah. Um, is that they all take themselves so seriously. Yeah. So seriously. The DC and, universe. And they're leaning thing. into it, too. It's like, it's not that they um, are sort of accidentally taking themselves too seriously and not realizing it. It's like they're taking themselves seriously and then and then every time they, you know, a movie comes out and people are like, eh, they're like, oh, we need to take ourselves more seriously. And so they're, and so every consecutive movie, it's like they're, t- they're trying to get like a bigger message with a capital M into there. Do you like, think Christopher Nolan started that? Because um, Batman begins, yes. Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises sure. really takes yeah, itself super, seriously. Super, super heavy. Um, I mean, sure, you could say that they did. I think that there was a, 
I think that Brian Singer was extremely instrumental. Um, I know that I know that like um, that the X Men movies under his helm, and he hasn't directed all of them, but he's he's had a big hand in how those movies have been shaped. Yeah. Um, I know that that it was it was a big deal for him to um, link the kind of the the X Men, and this this actually was one of the things that made X Men too good. Um, is that it was he was like drawing this sort of obvious metaphor between. Um, the plight of uh, homosexuals in America with like you know uh, X Men. So mm-hmm. like you're you're saying like you're different. Well, can't you just not be different? It's like no, this is who I am. Like so there was there was that thing going on, um, which is pretty cool. And there's a couple of really actually kind of beautiful scenes in X Men too that um, you can totally see the parallel. But it, it's not so it's not so thick that it doesn't still work as its own story. Yeah. Right. But like that's definitely motivating it. I think. And I think that because that was really successful when Brian Singer was doing it, X-Men 2, he and then the other people who've been doing it since then have felt like, oh, well, we have to we have to make this important cultural statement uh. with these movies. And so they're just so self-serious. And you know, there's a lot of other problems. That's probably another podcast episode in and of itself. But my point is that we've got X-Men, which is sort of way broken in many ways. Extremely, yeah. And, and then Deadpool saying, like, well, what if we did it all the different ways, yeah. you know? Like, what if we did X-Men? What would it look like? Would it be fun instead of not being fun? Which the X-Men movies have stopped being fun. Yeah. So, and that's something I, I'm really looking forward to seeing Deadpool 2 kind of, like, execute. Me too. I'm, I'm interested in the, the direction they take. Like, in the trailer, um, Ryan Reynolds' character is talking to T.J. Miller's character, and they're talking about something we don't know what it is but he, but they're talking about how like there's no reason to make a third one like you too you know like a sequel is good but like there's no reason to make a third one which is obviously self-aware of deadpool not needing a third mm-hmm. um they'll make a third <laughs> they can't it's it's an inevitable it's an inevitability it, like i mean even if this movie is if somehow no one shows up to this movie, I still question if they'll make it. Like, they'll probably make a third. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, I, it's like, just, well, it's better, so better try again. Yeah. <laughs> there there um, used to only be two certain things, death and taxes, and now there's a third thing, <laughs> and that is franchise installments. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Deadpool 2, I, I expect to make a billion dollars, and I expect them to just run it as dry as they can. Um, which we'll see what Ryan Reynolds does with that because he seems to have a lot of integrity tied to this character. Like, he's really owned it. So yeah. um, I'm interested to see what if the if the larger budget hurts the movie. Yeah. Because they had to be creative, um, and they had to make it somewhat smaller. I mean, that's hard to say when the end of Deadpool was uh, – was that a huge ship, like an aircraft carrier thing that, like – Broke. Broke. So, I mean, to make it smaller. But, like, I I do wonder if having a larger budget so that they can do whatever they want makes them have to, you know. um, Orson Welles says he – one of his famous quotes talks about how art loves restrictions. Oh, yeah. um, Because you're you're forced to be creative. Like, creativity can't happen if there's there's unlimited possibilities. Uh, and so I wonder if that's going to happen to Deadpool 2. That if yeah. they're going to be like, oh, we have all the money in the world. We don't have to try as hard. Let's just make some things blow up. We know our target demographic. All they want is to see, you know, hot girls and big explosions. And so I, I do wonder if if they're going to fall into that a little bit. I'm a little worried, to be honest. The trailer gives me a lot of confidence. Um, trailers can be deceptive, but 
freaking DC. It, oh my gosh. Oh, well, their trailers I, are always I, great. Well, so I, I stopped being fooled by DC's trailers like <laughs> but, years ago. But the I was Suicide like, trailer, Suicide Squad's trailer? That was okay. Oh, <laughs> loved Jer- it. Jared, Leto, Jared Leto's Joker like made me want to vomit. That's so I, I just was like, oh yeah, I'm probably going to hate that. that. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the trailer looks really good. Um, the trailer seems to be seems to be pretty aggressively communicating that they haven't lost their touch. Um, I honestly uh, have not laughed out loud um, as hard at at a trailer um, as, as, just, I, as I have in dead from a couple when of you moments. Saw just in Deadpool's. a normal dude skydiving. For it some was reason. yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Like that's so, what I want to see. Yeah. Like that's the reason I'm gonna go see that movie. Totally. Like that 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 kind of humor is oh, some, man. something that Deadpool does and and they did it with even the trailer of Deadpool 2 was it rewards those that know the character and have been invested in um, you know it's the intertextuality where they'll they'll mention something something that's said in the movie that references some other story yeah loaded Deadpool is loaded with it right yeah. like um, that's what the opening scene is. Um, the, the opening credits of Deadpool, he mentions, um, you know, he, he, they talk about a suit. He's like, I want a suit as long as you don't make it green, right? <laughs> yes. he, you know, yes. things like that that are all over, like in the trailer of Deadpool 2. And for some reason, it makes you feel good. Like those moments that you're like, oh, I get that reference. You know what I mean? Well, you feel smart. You feel smart. You're like, you feel you're, cool. You're, you're in, you feel cool. You're in on the joke. Yeah, like Deadpool 2, um, right? He like, goes to like slice up the bullets that, that Cable is shooting at him. Reference to Wolverine Origins. And he just fails miserably. <laughs> bullets are really fast. <laughs> it's just so, it's so good. And there's so many of those that are, that are like, hey, our fans are gonna, that are going to keep coming Here's a here's a little a little something sweet for you so that you can lean over to the person next to you and say, "Oh my gosh, do you remember?" And then it just makes you want to go back and watch the original Deadpool or it's just it's a really really clever I just really enjoy it. And I, it works on me. And I know what they're doing, yeah. but it totally works on me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 fan service. Well, that's not it's not fan service. Listeners, I know what fan service is, and I recognize that this isn't fan service. <laughs> Um, they're Easter eggs for the fans, um, and uh, yeah, you know I appreciate I appreciate that stuff too. Whenever whenever I am lucky enough to be in on in on the joke, which I am not all the time, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean I've been I've been hating all the bad X Men movies for a long time, um, and so uh, I was aware of the yeah. Deadpool misfire, yeah, and um, and I've. Very much enjoy the references to that. Um, and it is extremely gratifying that there is something so cool that exists now in place of that really disappointing thing. Yeah. And it's and it's really cool that because I've recently watched Who Framed Roger Rabbit for the first time. Oh. Yeah. And you have Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse on the same screen, which will never happen again. Right? Like, it's just those are... You know, Warner Brothers, Disney, two juggernauts that are never going to allow each other to, you know, so the never fact. Say, never say never, man. I, I, I'll never say never. <laughs> we live in the era of mergers. <laughs> Disney, Seeing how Disney, Disney just bought owns Fox. almost everything, so you wait. It's fine. I'll, I, won't say, I won't say never, but I, it's just, it, 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 it bothers me that, like, we had to wait so long for Spider-Man to come into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And technically, Marvel doesn't own Spider-Man. They're just, like, leasing him from yeah. Sony. You know what I mean? And yeah. the ex-Wolverine can't... And it's just... It, it's annoying. Yes. Um, 
And then to have <laughs> to have a character that just references that point blank with zero apologies in a trailer where he gets stabbed by Josh Brolin and he says, easy there, Thanos. <laughs> right? Or he gets stabbed and says, I've seen a couple of them, that he says... Um, you know, are you sure this is really dark? Are you sure you're not from the DC universe? Yes. Just unapologetically meant just <laughs> destroys that rule. Uh, it just is so uh, satisfying. And maybe that's one of the reasons why it is so successful, is that it's so needed in yeah. in that we're so done with like all the rules, all the regulations, all the political correctness, and then Deadpool is the character that gets to like release that valve inside yeah. of all of us. So I'm excited for Deadpool 2. I have my hesitations, but I have a lot of faith in Ryan Reynolds as this character that, that you know, even if he, even if there is, it's overdone, it's bloated a little bit, the humor of Ryan Reynolds will, will pull it through. Yeah. That's, that's my hope. Yeah. I, um, I'm not too worried. Um, I feel like these days, um, especially when you've got the same team together, which they do. Yeah. Um, sequels are often really solid. Um, it's it's when some members of the team have to peace out and they decide to keep do, do another movie anyway, and then things start to fall apart. So I, I'm or fairly if confident. No, or no more story to tell. Yeah. And well, they're like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna make it anyway because there's money that could be made sure but in those in those cases often you don't you don't have the original team because they don't want to be part of that like totally. you know yeah, if Ryan Reynolds has the integrity that it seems like he has because yeah. he's put so much of himself into this it's very unlikely that if they kind of like push something crappy forward he would just be like I'm out yeah. you're gonna have to find another Deadpool good luck and then yeah. everyone would know and it would tank so Disney just bought Fox right well that's another conversation it's it's unclear because <laughs> I think Comcast just made it pitch as well oh really it's, it's, yeah so i'm not i'm not sure i'm not like totally up to date on all that stuff but yeah i just I, it's, so the, it's the reason i bring it up is because deadpool who mm-hmm. is marvel mm-hmm. who exists in the same universe as iron man yep. technically um was owned by fox so thus he didn't exist in the same universe as the iron man we know and love yes but now potentially could it's and possible th- that's that's possible i would just love not to see an entire movie with Iron Man and Deadpool. I think that's just too much. I'll make a prediction, CJ. I'm sorry. I don't think you're ever going to see Iron Man and Deadpool on the screen together. I, I, all I want, all I want is I want to wa- be watching an MC movie and I want to see Deadpool in the background just for a second, <laughs> just doing just, something, just photo bombing, just, just yeah, uh, like, like doing Deadpool, shot. doing Deadpool's thing. <laughs> In the background, I just want to. I want to see that so bad. <laughs> just a tiny little cameo of like a car explodes and he like was in the car. Well, I'll tell you what, CJ. You know what I mean? Get cancer and then contact the <laughs> Make a Wish Foundation <laughs> and see what strings they can pull for you. <laughs> oh, that would just be. I would just love to see. I don't want to. I don't want it to be overdone, but I just want Ryan Reynolds to do his Ryan Reynolds thing in the background of this like serious MCU movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would just, it would make me so happy. Yeah. It, just... it certainly is a different brand of humor than what we're seeing in MCU. Yeah. Anyway. Well, it's been fun to talk about Deadpool. Um, I'm really excited to talk about Deadpool 2 when we get to that point. Yeah. So, um, to our listeners, tune in 
sometime. Sometime, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it, soon. It maybe not the next time, but the time after. Certainly the time after. Yeah, certainly it's the time within after. two episodes. Yeah. Because I mean, today that we're recording this, it's the twelfth, so we got six 12th. days till it comes out. Yeah. But as of today, the the first episode still hasn't dropped on iTunes. So not on iTunes. It's up on SoundCloud. Yeah. It's up on RealContender.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it, iTunes still needs to pick it up. Come on, iTunes. Come on. Stop being the worst. Come on. Uh, we probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, iTunes. Yes. You're the best. Thank Yay, you for iTunes. hosting it for free. Yes. You oh, don't have to absolutely. pay anything. So much gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So leave a review. Um, share this with movie lovers. Um, share this with like the Deadpool fan. Like I feel like everyone has like a, a solid Deadpool fan in their life. <laughs> share it with that person so that they can tell us that we're right or wrong. Um, and then, uh, yeah, check out the other stuff that we have on realcontender.com. Um, Jordan is going to start writing, like, blogs and clever things. So CJ hopes. CJ. <laughs> I'm saying it here so that you're committed to it. Um, so if you want to hear more of his opinion, go on, uh, go on the blog on Real Contender. It'll be there. Uh, you have no choice now. You have to. Don't disappoint our fans, Jordan. Well, all right, then. All right. Oh, um, should, I, should I say the thing? You say the thing. I'll, right. I'll say cut. Okay. So you say the thing. I'm going to say the thing. Okay. All right. Love movies like a nerd. Respect them like a critic. And cut.